Hi, you're listening to Spooks, Creeps, and Assorted Devery. I hope you enjoyed the show. Hey, creeps. I'm Laura. And with me tonight, I have my fabulous, sassy co-host, Rick. Hey, guys. Rick, who do we have on tonight? We have from Small Town Monsters, from Beyond the Trail on YouTube, uh, from Cryptid Campfire Podcast. We have Eli Watson. He also has, uh, let me let me drop this in there, oh. Mysteries and Monsters, his own production on YouTube, which is stellar. So welcome aboard, Eli. All right. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. So Eli, can you tell us all about all that stuff that Rick just said? <laughs> yeah. Um, Let's so, start the podcast. Yeah, start. I'll I'll go chronologically. Uh, there you so go. 2018, I started a podcast uh, with two other of my friends called Cryptid Campfire. I'm wearing the shirt. I don't know mm-hmm. if this is a video podcast, but um, and uh, basically it started as kind of a hobby. I was always interested in the Bigfoot, uh, but never once did I ever say to myself, like, yeah, what I want to do is, you know, go look for Bigfoot. You know, that was never, yeah. <laughs> never in the life plans. And uh, through the podcast, I talked to a lot of great people, Seth Breedlove of Small Town Monsters being one of them. And uh, we hit it off really well on the podcast. He invited me up to uh, the Olympic Peninsula back when they were doing On the Trail of Bigfoot, The Discovery. There's a lot of on the trail of Bigfoot. So, Mm -hmm. Um, and so that was my first kind of a small town monsters production. Uh, I also met Nash Hoover uh, and I did chasing legends with him. That's how I met Mm -hmm. Alex Petikov. And uh, so then Alex was working on the discovery as well, but he was starting up his series beyond the trail. And uh, we hit it off really well and became good friends and we uh started doing beyond the trail together so i was traveling the country doing that for a while and then late last year i kind of pitched to seth hey you know what about what about some other stuff what if we did Mm -hmm. other stuff besides bigfoot (laughs) and uh he was all about that so and now i'm doing my series mysteries and monsters which is on the youtube channel now so that's awesome what I mean, what an accomplishment in such a short time. Yeah, it, it, it's uh, I've heard it described by other researchers that uh, it just kind of. It's almost like it, you don't choose this phenomena, it chooses you. And then when mm-hmm. it chooses you, you're just kind of you better buckle up and, you know, Enjoy go the for the ride. ride. So. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So I, I've seen, I haven't seen everything you've done on YouTube because it's a lot of work. I've, I've watched it as this come out and I'm a little behind. So forgive me on that, but I, I really enjoyed watching you and Alex in um, beyond the trail. I've really, I've, I watched, uh, don't hate me. One and a half of mysteries and monsters. I didn't finish the second one yet, uh, but it's on my list, but it's, it's a different take on everything. The small town monsters is doing like I, what I like is you guys are doing different stuff. So it's mm. not the same thing over and over again. So I appreciate that for sure. Yeah. 
I, well, mysteries and monsters, I really wanted it to feel personal. Um, and that, that's my whole thought process with that show is I, I want it to, because when I'm looking into this stuff and I'm doing research, you know, and going back to the campfire days, I always got really excited by it, you know, and I want people to feel that same sense of excitement, uh, as I'm feeling it, you know, so uh, Mysteries and Monsters is really supposed to be kind of like an investigation, research heavy show. And you're kind of learning about this stuff along with me. And I hope yeah. that comes across. So it does. It does. Yeah. yeah I, I like, I like very much like the personal approach. And that's, that's something I've noticed is getting more prevalent in the cryptid community. People are showing their take on things or their experiences rather than the subject as a whole. So I really do appreciate that. Well, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so <laughs> how did you get interested in, you know, cryptids and paranormal? Like, was that something when you're younger you're interested in or just you saw something online? Um, yeah, well, that was definitely. I grew up in like the Monster Quest days, so, okay. you know. Uh, a little bit before finding Bigfoot, you know, uh, I remember when that came out and I, what's funny is I didn't like finding Bigfoot growing up. I was like, who are these people screaming in the woods and knocking on trees, you know, and, and lo and behold, I'm friends with like three fourths of the crew, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I haven't met Renee yet. So, but, uh, it's going to say she, you got to collect her too. She's kind of mysterious and she is but she did comment on a cryptid campfire post back in the day um i'll never forget it was a post about the jackalope and how uh i think it was the jackalope and maybe it was the jackalope or the cactus cat one of the two one of the ways you can lure it in is by leaving like whiskey out you know and uh she said something was like oh that's a good way to draw me in too (laughs) rick too yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, that's cool. Now I, I've I've only met one fourth of the team. Cliff, uh, I met him at Crypticon in twenty one. He is such a nice guy. Like he's one mm-hmm. of the most genuine people I think I've met. So I, I assume Bobo and, and is the same way. I don't know about Matt and Renee, but from what I got, uh, Bobo, he's about the same. Uh, yeah, Cliff is an awesome guy. I really I I visit his museum like once a year so mm-hmm. i mean i talk about it in the very yeah. first episode of mysteries and monsters that's yep. one of my favorite museums of all time and uh that holds a lot of personal uh meaning to me i guess but uh mm-hmm. yeah matt i had the pleasure of meeting november of last year in uh episode four of mysteries and monsters i'm actually working on right now and he plays a huge chunk of it and oh, uh the first thing I noticed about Matt, because I was like, well, if I'm going to meet Matt, I might as well like brush up on some Finding Bigfoot. And <laughs> so I did. And I was like, man, this guy's got a wild personality. What am I getting into? Right. You know, but I was thinking maybe it'll be like Cliff, you know, because Cliff has his on screen persona and then you meet him and he's very chill down to earth. You know, mm-hmm. Matt, what you see in Finding Bigfoot is what you get. Like that That's is cool. Matt Moneymaker. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he always seems a little intense. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, he was. I asked him uh, to do an interview for the series. That's all I wanted was just yeah. one interview. And uh, he responds back, 
doesn't give me a yes or no. He says, if you drive me to this location, I will let you go on the expedition for free. And I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah. so uh, he, he lives like an hour away from me here in Southern California. And he wanted to go five hours North into the Sierra Nevada mountains. So it was, that's that's a way to get to know someone right there. Is I'll say, yeah, you must have car. done it, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's definitely it, an intimate situation. Yeah. <laughs> is it surreal that you're like friends with these people that you saw on TV? It is. It's it's a little surreal, uh, definitely, especially like you know more so Doug Highcheck because. Um, mm. I've actually interviewed Doug Highcheck for the series, but I haven't used any of his interview yet. Uh, I'm saving that for a special episode, but uh, you know, I've, I've been to Doug Highcheck's house. He showed me monster quest props and things like that. And I was just, that was for me, like the most starstruck I've ever been, you know, cause yeah. that's like, I was inspired by monster quest, you know, there's the, you know, everything, from the approach of cryptid campfire with a different cryptid every week was inspired mm -hmm. by monster quest. And then mysteries and monsters doing different topics is also heavily informed by monster quest. And it's like, now I am yeah. interviewing the guy in monster quest or who created monster quest. And he's in my show. It's like this wild full circle, you know? It's, right. it's really cool. It'd be like us. It'd be like us meeting Leonard Nimoy from In Search of, you know, like mm -hmm. it, it's the same kind of feel. And I think Doug Highcheck's not as big of a name, but in popular culture, but he's such an integral part of Bigfoot and the crypto community for sure. Oh, so yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, have you had any personal experiences before you got? you know, interested in the podcast and doing all this? Um, like cryptid wise or cryptid or paranormal. Okay. You guys do paranormal on the show. Oh yeah. yeah. It's a catch all <laughs> for sure. Okay. Well, <laughs> funny. Cause this is really fresh on the mind. Uh, I had a buddy of mine call me last night and he was asking me about, so I, uh, I live in Temecula now and that's where I grew up, but I moved to Los Angeles in 2016 to go to college and then moved back home after the pandemic or during the pandemic. And, uh, mm -hmm. and I've kind of just been chilling here ever since it was a blessing in disguise. LA is not for me, but mm -hmm. uh, um, yeah, the house I was living in, I was living with my grandparents and that place was insane i don't want to say insanely haunted because no one got possessed or anything like that but uh it's it's like crazy the amount of stuff that happened to me there and um so i could tell it it's kind of a long-winded story but i'll tell you i'll tell oh, you it. we're here for it absolutely <laughs> okay um <laughs> so i had always heard that that house was haunted and you know my grandparents lived there um for my entire life and so I had been there nothing had ever happened it didn't even feel creepy to me you know mm -hmm. so like I wasn't particularly concerned about it when I knew I was going to be living there and uh and and let me just say this I've always been a believer in the paranormal and stuff I'm a religious person and so like you know if there is angels and stuff like that then there's demons and stuff as well okay. you know mm -hmm. but uh 
I had never had any experiences with anything uh, <laughs> until that house. And um, that just really, really solidified it for me. You know, like you can believe something and then you see it and you're like, oh, no, that's definitely real. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I guess the first thing that ever happened was actually before I even moved in, it was when I found out I was going to move in and I had a dream that there I was standing in the kitchen and there was I hesitate to call it uh, a girl. It was this shadowy figure about the size of a child, but I got the sense that it was a a girl Mm -hmm. and she was crawling on the ceiling and then crawled into the hallway. And this was just a dream, you know, and I just, (laughs) when I woke up, I was like, oh, it's probably because I've heard of stuff happening there, you know, you know, and so I didn't think much of it and uh I don't tell people this very much but uh I was telling my buddy last night and I was like I should share this more but uh the very first night I was sleeping in the bedroom and I woke up maybe for like 30 seconds you know you kind of like sometimes you wake up and then you you just go right back to sleep and I I remember waking up and there was a nightlight in the room so I could see in in the corner of the room it looked like there was a, a woman standing in the corner and uh, and it was just one of those things I like saw it and I was like, huh, and then just drifted right okay, back to sleep. to sleep, you know, and uh, let's see what happened next. So nothing else really happened for a few years. And then it was about the time it was it was the same year as Crypto Campfire got started. And I was going to going to the bathroom. So the house was a two story house. Mm-hmm. We rented out the upstairs house. Or so we lived in the lower part of the house. Upstairs was two units. So we had people living upstairs. And then uh, we had an outdoor garage with big garage with barn style doors, you know, and uh, padlocked on the inside and on on the outside. You know, it's L.A. Can't be too safe. (laughs) And uh, so I'm going to the bathroom. And uh, before you get into the bathroom, there was these windows that allowed you to see out into the backyard. You could see the front of the garage. And there was a, one of the units upstairs had a balcony and there were support beams there. And um, so I look because something catches my eye. It's maybe 8 p.m. And uh, I just see a little girl in the backyard and she's walking like from the garage out towards the street but as she's walking like and this is what gets me because it was dark out I couldn't see her face right but Mm. she was wearing a pink shirt and she had like two pigtails and um she was walking like really really fast like I couldn't see her legs moving oh it was almost like gliding you know yeah so fast and then from my perspective she passes behind that support beam and just doesn't come out the other side and it's not like a big support beam you know it's just right. like right you know and she, and I was like what so I like went outside and I looked and there was no one there and uh one of the units upstairs uh they had young children but they were all boys so I knew it wasn't mm. one of them and none of them had long hair enough to put up into pigtails either. So, right. um, 
so that was weird. And then <clears throat> the second time, like, like probably a week or two later, I was, I, I had a roommate at a, you know, a really bad roommate at one point in time. <laughs> <laughs> and I was outside on the phone with my now ex and, uh, I was just talking to her and, uh, I was in my car and from where I parked the rear view mirror, you could see the front of the, the garage and this old guy and just popped out of the garage, like without the doors opening, like oh. he just walked out and this following the same path as the little girl just walked out and went to the street. And I didn't see where he went after that, but, and oh. he was wearing like a, uh, yellow polo with these sweatpants on it was just bizarre and that's what rick wears every day (laughs) yellow polo and sweatpants (laughs) and so i i approached my grandpa about it and i was like hey i'm seeing these things you know like are these ghosts or am i like seeing real people and he just kind of smiles and he goes oh they're ghosts i'm like (laughs) okay no big deal and, and then he, go, and this is the best part. He said this to reassure me, but it made me more nervous. Um, he was like, you have to understand though, these things are around all the time. You just can't see them. And I was oh. like, oh, great. Right. You know? <laughs> like, wonderful. Wow. And, no, 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 no. Uh, so he prayed uh, for me that I wouldn't see anything. And I never saw anything after that, but I still had experiences where once, um, my grandparents left to go grocery shopping and I was home alone and uh, all the power went out, which wasn't odd. It, it was an old house. It was made in 1920. So like sometimes that happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I would go over to the breaker box and then all the power comes back on. I was like, great. Cause I didn't know what I was going to do anyways. Cause I was just... <laughs> and I, I went back to my room and uh as soon I, I closed the door and there was a knock at the bedroom door, like a, and I was like, it sounded like it was my bedroom door, but I was like, okay, you know, sometimes the tenants upstairs, they drop stuff and it sounds like mm-hmm. a knock, but it's not. And then I looked at the door and as I was thinking that the door was a little bit loose. So like you could like kind of move it mm-hmm. and, uh, <laughs> it happened. Rick's like I know where this is going <laughs> and I, like I saw the door move and I yeah. was like no and <clears throat> I don't mess with that stuff so I wasn't like gonna go open that door so I did <laughs> and I called up an old friend of mine I was like hey man I know we haven't talked in like a year and a half but uh, how are you <laughs> like uh, and uh and then I just waited in my room till my grandparents got back and and then everything was okay but uh, yeah, that was not cool. And, um, you know, there was other times where I just felt like vague feelings of like being watched, you know, mm-hmm. especially in the early cryptid campfire days when we were together, um, we would record in this like big walk-in closet and the, uh, the, the doors of the closet had these glass panels up on the top okay and like so when I stood up like I could like see into the other room and a lot of times because I was the one with my back to those doors and a lot of times I felt like I was being watched Uh. 
And, you know, Alex and Jasmine never said anything because they didn't see anything. And I don't know. I also think, too, you have to be kind of sensitive to this kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, that's when the dream started. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I told you, it's a long one. Just pile uh, it on. Yeah. 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 At that point, I felt like stuff was happening in the uh, garage, like stuff. I always felt like stuff was happening in the garage. And um, oh, yeah, I had a buddy over once and he said that. uh, I went to the bathroom and he was just chilling outside. And when I came back out, he said, Eli, do you have a dog? I was like, no. (laughs) And he was like, something was like pushing on the inside of the garage doors like trying to get mm. out and I was like dude what and like yeah. we went in and we looked and there was nothing there but that was strange uh-uh. so I'm starting to think that there's like stuff happening in the garage and uh I had a dream where I was shooting a movie in the backyard and it was I guess it was a scene where someone was going to gonna go into the garage and uh and I had a buddy there who was a Christian friend of mine. And then the other guy was just an actor and he was going to go into the garage, which was like really, really dark. And uh, my Christian buddy grabbed him by the shirt and said, don't go in there. And then the next thing I knew I was in there and I was sitting in the garage, looking outside and every, the whole world started to spin around while I was inside the garage. But that one, I don't know what to make of. I have no idea what huh. that means, but the next one was, uh, this one I had like three times to where I would be coming home after school, pulling in the driveway. And my grandmother was standing <clears throat> outside the front door and she's waving at me and she's like really happy to see me. And, uh, right behind her and and I got the sense that my grandmother did not know that this other woman was standing behind her but this old old woman dark skin white hair um and just she looked upset and every time I had that dream I always felt like I wasn't welcome at the house and and so like my dad told me a story that once my dad used to work in Los Angeles. And so sometimes he would crash there. <clears throat> and he said that one time when he was sleeping, something pushed him on his back. And he thought when he woke up and he looked and there was no one there, he thought, oh, maybe it was just like a sensation, you know, like you get like you're falling or something. Right. Right. And my dad sleeps on his side. So it was like pushing him on his back from the side. And so it happened again that same night. And again, he thought he just brushed it off. And then when it happened the third time, he said it happened. It pushed him really, really hard. And he turned around and he looked and there's still nothing there. And he was like, Mm. he checked the time. It's like 3.30 in the morning. He's like, I'm going to work now. (laughs) yeah (laughs) and and he never spent another night at that house because he really didn't like it and um so a couple times I would wake up and all the lights would be on the tv would be on in my room and it would like especially the light switch the light switch was still flipped off but all the lights were on so you would have to like 
press it on and then turn it off to get them to turn off. And so that was strange. And then I was at the Oregon Bigfoot Festival in 2019. I uh, talked to this psychic woman and uh, I never know what to make of those people. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Because some are, you know, hoaxers or, or grifters, you know, they're just trying to make a buck. Yep. But I just kind of threw this question at this lady. I said, hey, I live in a haunted house. Like, and that's what I said. I didn't say any, I didn't tell her about any of my experiences. I didn't tell her about my dreams. And she goes, yeah, I feel like it's an older woman who's mad at all the people coming and going in the house. (laughs) And I was like, what? (laughs) Oh man! I was like, I didn't even tell you my dream. Right. (laughs) And um. I'm trying to think. So my grandmother was the only one who never experienced anything at the house. And uh, I found out. uh, Well, let's see. Excuse me. We sold the house back in like 2021 and uh, it got bought up by a developer. They destroyed it and built. Sorry. It's all right. I was going to ask if, if you were going to talk to Heather and see about reviving on the trail of hauntings and doing a, something there. <laughs> Not at that location, but yeah. the, the last, the last night that my grandparents spent at that house, my grandmother woke up to a feeling of being pushed, pushed down into her bed. And she was, she thought someone broke into the house and was trying to kill her. And so she called for my uncle. My uncle got up and he he went to her and there was no one there. And then the pressure stopped and she had bruises on her ribs from that. Wow. And and then talking to my uncle about it because he moved away and then he came back. And um, I was like, hey, you know, all this crazy stuff's been happening. He's like, yeah, that used to happen when I lived here. He would have people call his name (laughs) and footsteps up and down the hallway when no one was home and. Um, I found out that my grandmother's mother, so my great grandma, who I never met, she died before I was born, died in that room. That was my bedroom. Holy oh, cow. yeah. <clears throat> and I'm not trying to say, you know, that's what it was, but like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, if my grandmother, you know, it almost feels trying like, to get everyone's attention. Right. But it also feels like that my grandmother maybe she was trying to get her to stay there or something. And then the really weird capper to all of it was, I don't know. I really wish I knew the exact date the house was destroyed. And I wish I knew the exact date I had this dream, but I was here in Temecula and I had a dream to where this woman, um, and, and I, not even like a physical, like it just, I got the sense that this woman wanted me to come back to the house and wanted me to stay there. <laughs> and then after the house was destroyed, I had zero. Nothing. Zero. Yeah. Wow. So, so the, the former house is clean. Is uh, what I'm getting yeah. from this. That's so did you have else. any dreams or like experiences before any of that? before that just, like it just as soon as you started 
living there. That's when all the activity happened, huh? Yeah, it it's really it's really weird. So, hmm. um, and so that's it's not, not you. It's a, it's not you. It's the place, rather. Right. Yeah, because we have people we know that see spirits, talk to spirits, feel spirits, and yeah, like they they feel like they're haunted, but you don't seem to have that going on. It's just that one that one place that was affecting you. Yeah, and this, yeah, I I don't know if there was an object or something it was attached to, or if it was just the bedroom itself, you know? Right. Or, but then, like, the little girl and the old man I saw, like, uh, yeah, that's another part of the story. My uncle back in the day was dating a woman who lived in one of the upstairs apartments, and then turns out she was, like, an actual witch and was doing rituals and stuff up there, and he was like, oh, no sorry, yeah. this isn't going to work, you know, <laughs> <laughs> makes, makes it awkward being home though, because they live in right. the same place. Oh, no. <laughs> but, like dating yeah, a coworker. It's, uh, so like, <laughs> I mean, cause I believe witches are real and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's like, I mean, I don't know what that woman was doing up there, you right. know, or what she was doing. So like, who knows? There's like weird. Yeah. Stuff, she could have done something. Yeah. You know? So uh, did you believe in ghosts and all that beforehand? Yeah. Yeah, ghosts always scared me, always Mm -hmm. scared me. It wasn't until much later in life that I got into horror movies. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Yeah, You're in good company. I'm terrified of ghosts, so. (laughs) Like, I remember my buddy, he was like, dude, we're going to watch The Conjuring tonight. And I was like, yeah, you can count me out. He's like, no, (laughs) dude, come on, watch it. And now I love The Conjuring movies, but like was a big leap they're good well yeah doing some math in my head you were an early teenager i guess when the conjuring came out so that 13 14 15 maybe in which one the first conjuring yeah i was 15 yeah okay yeah so it like that's that's a very like the conjuring is a great movie and it is unsettling and horrifying but yeah to see that at a young age like that i can imagine Oh, well, I was in college when I, yeah, oh. when I finally <laughs> okay. watched The Conjuring, you know? Never I, mind. I, yeah, I, I like straight up didn't watch any horror movies till I was like 21. So, yeah. <laughs> well, after all those experience, I mean, I guess, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah horror in your own life. <clears throat> it also helped too, because it's like The Conjuring is like an extreme example, you know, like, right. yeah where I was living and what was happening was not even remotely close to like, like no one got possessed at my house, right. you know? So it's, uh, it's cool. Right. Well, you don't have to deal <laughs> so, with it now. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> so Eli, you're in front of the camera a lot. Were you always like in front of the camera when you're a little, or was that just something you had to get used to meeting no. like the small town monsters crew or what? No, I, um, I always wanted to be a filmmaker. So that's what started it all. I started making, I started with like eraser tops, you know, drawing faces on them and doing little movies. And then in middle school, I started doing movies with friends. And so uh, most of the time I was behind the camera, but every once in a while I would pop out for a guest role, you know, and I would always do like crazy movies, like drug dealers and stuff and like (laughs) a a lot of parents didn't like me because you know (laughs) 
the kids would be like, oh man, I want to make movies with Eli. And they would be like, well, what kind of movies is he making? And it's right. like, we're using like powdered sugar as cocaine and like. Making <laughs> a sequel to Scarface. You know, and they were like, no, we don't want you involved with that. <laughs> you know, so, but yeah, it's so. Um, what happened was 2018, I was, I was actually in film school and I, this is for anybody who wants to be a filmmaker, like don't go to film school. Like that mm-hmm. was probably the worst thing I ever did for my filmmaking career because that just demoralized me to the point where I thought I didn't want to make movies anymore. And I was yeah. like, what am I going to do with my life? Cause like, I always wanted to make movies since I was like seven. So like then at like the age of 20 being like, well, everything I've been doing for the past 13 years, I'm not going to do anymore. Yeah. What do I do? And that's kind of when like cryptid campfire came into the picture and I was like, well, I'll try a podcast and then uh, found out about Seth and small town monsters. And I was like, wait, so you can like make movies and not live in LA, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And uh, and uh yeah so like Seth was is definitely huge inspiration for me because like I mean he's doing it like he's making movies Mm full-time and he's not tied to the whole LA system and uh so I'm I'm incredibly thankful to be able to marry two of my passions together you know cryptids and uh, to a lesser extent paranormal stuff and then Mm -hmm. filmmaking yeah that's awesome yeah so how did you get into cryptids like how did that come about yeah, I mean that you know, growing up watching Monster Quest and stuff like that. So that is the gateway was Monster Quest. That was the gateway drug. That was yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, like I was all about the giant squid, okay. um, chupacabra, yeah. yep. and uh, the Loch Ness monster. You know, mm-hmm. Bigfoot wasn't so much on the radar, but uh, you know, I remember too, like in middle school, going to like the BFRO website, and you know just that I mean the golden age of like internet misinformation when it came to cryptids you know it's right you know Bigfoot is 25 feet tall and it's like oh wow no kidding it's like (laughs) (laughs) so um but yeah that was uh that was it for me and um I always had like swings you know to where I would get really into it and then I would get out of it and then you know 2018 couple everything together I, I don't know what I want to do with my life. And, and then I'm getting hit by this Bigfoot bug really hard. And I, I'm at the movie theater and I'm talking to my buddy, Alex, and I'm, we're having conversations about Bigfoot for like three hours in a row. And, you know, and, and managers were getting mad at us and, you know, and so Jasmine was a late addition too. I remember one of the things me and Alex agreed because I mean, we would get deep into the topic really, really fast. And it's, that's great if everyone's in the know, but like, you know, if you're trying to make a product that's palatable to everybody, you got to have someone who doesn't know as much. So yeah, you, you need that other person to kind of like put the brakes on everything, you know, and be like, wait, what, what does that mean? What do you mean? boobs? You know, like, (laughs) you know, um, well, it's a, it's it coming from film school, you know, that's a, that's a filmmaking tool. You have somebody who doesn't know anything that you can explain to the audience what's going on. You mm-hmm. know? Exactly, Same thing. Exactly. So I get that. Yeah. Right. Three of us and 
talking ghost and Bigfoot, we all know those intricate. We know we know that Patty had boobs, so you don't have to explain that. Right. To us. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. You need that. But, you need that straight man to play off of. There you go, the straight man. And so we were struggling. You know, I was like, I don't know who we could ask. Like, I don't know anyone even remotely interested in this stuff. Right. And uh, I was there serving popcorn one day and Jasmine was right next to me. And I was like, hey, Jasmine, do you believe in Bigfoot? And <laughs> she was like, yeah, I'm kind of open to it. And I was like, wait, really? Are you like into this <laughs> stuff? And she was like, yeah, you know, I'm she uh she's all about ghost adventures and stuff like that. Mm. She knew Nick Groff and all that. And I was like, yeah. Bro, what? You're like the person. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah. But I mean, at that point now me and Jasmine are good friends, but like at that point we were just like coworkers, coworkers and, yeah. you know, and it's just like, yeah, I'm really thankful. Jasmine is the person she is because it's like, you know, that could have went awry really fast you know just asking <laughs> someone you don't really know you know? right just like <laughs> like what a weirdo <laughs> yeah this is an odd pickup line yeah yeah, yeah right it's, <laughs> uh, well, it's pretty smooth though all right rick you want to ask your question so eli since you've covered so many cryptids on your show one of the things i like to do is run through a list of cryptids and you can tell me yes no true false or you can elaborate oh, if you want so this is okay <laughs> is it a little a little too much for you no uh, i'm ready i'm, yeah. I'm so excited okay. so <laughs> I, I like that excitement that's good so we'll we'll start with a classic i think this is an obvious bigfoot real fake oh real 100 percent there we go. That was that was the correct flesh answer. There are correct blood. answers to these. Yeah, Sorry. flesh and blood fit Bigfoot or like ultra. What are they? What do they call ultra terrestrial? Um, that depends on my mood. So oh, I go I, back and forth a lot. So I go through that. Yeah, I've I'm a flesh and blood guy, but I've found myself like I'll listen to Bigfoot Society and they'll have somebody talking about portals on there and things. I think for a second, just for a brief second about it and then i go back to flesh and blood yeah it's like um uh jeremiah had uh henry franzoni on yeah you know and i interviewed franzoni back in september of last year and he has this wild way of explaining portals that really makes it seem reasonable and you're mm. like you're like yeah i could believe that yep and i just i mean it's like things like that that really make me question like i don't know and just because it goes through portals just because it can phase in and out does that mean it's not flesh and blood or is that just an ability <laughs> that animal has right you know mm. because it's like i don't know you hear about the stories of like monks in the far east you know that can levitate and that you know or create tulpas and stuff and it's like okay that's considered like supernatural but they're saying that they're so in tune with their natural selves that they're able to do these supernatural feats maybe bigfoot is just an animal that can do these things i don't know <laughs> like, right it's a big question mark until we have one you know right that's, right. that's the thing yeah so bigfoot's a yes yeah maybe flesh and blood maybe maybe interdimensional maybe. uh let's go with the other og cryptid what's your take on Loch Ness Monster <laughs> pregnant pause 
I, dude. Surgeon, eel. No, kangaroo. No. Ghost no. of a plesiosaur. I, it might be the ghost of a plesiosaur. I really don't know. <laughs> I like that. Of all of all the answers, I think that's my favorite. Is ghost of a plesiosaur. You just look at the history. I mean, we did a big three parter on Crippy Campfire about the Loch Ness monster. Uh, I listened to that. Yeah, and the amount of cult activity involved <laughs> with that mm-hmm. lake is and you know that doesn't necessarily mean that the 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 monster has anything to do with that but the fact that like the first real reports of the monster came out after Aleister Crowley had lived there yeah you're like and there isn't like a historical <laughs> record for it you know like right it just appeared one day uh-huh. So I don't and, know what to think of that. I, I would say ghost of a plesiosaur. I like it. I like it. We'll go with that. Uh, let's jump stateside. Let's go with arguably the biggest besides Bigfoot in the States, uh, Mothman. Ooh, uh, another, yeah, another that's hard. I'm going to go with, <laughs> dude, I don't know. I that's want a good answer. I want that's Mothman an answer. to be real. Yeah. Yeah. That's a solid answer because I don't know if any of it's real. I don't know what that is. Well, <laughs> here I don't think it is real, but I want it to be real. <laughs> okay, re- that, that's that's solid. That works. Yeah. Uh, uh, stick, sticking in West Virginia, what's your take on Flatwoods? Oh, real alien, alien, or what? Yeah. That it's, alien would be the thing that makes the most sense i don't because uh here's another project of mine i am uh (laughs) i'm trying to get a hold of ivan sanderson's files yeah and ivan sanderson was one of the big investigators on the scene and uh there's one interview i found of him talking about it and he said that there was multiple crafts that crashed and multiple of these things witnessed, you know, but it always the story as we find it today is always funneled into that one encounter, mm-hmm. you know. And so, if if there really is more to it, maybe there, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe it is real, you yeah. know. Like, and I, that's why it's like such a challenge, you know. <laughs> you you find these old these elderly people who are just really, really <laughs> bitter at the world. And it's just like, no, please let me just look at the files. <laughs> right. right. I, I kind of fall in the same, same group in there. Like I, I tend to, if, if Flatwoods happened, it was an alien. Like that's my yeah. take on it. So, um, all right, let's, let's go up toward Laura's neck of the woods in the Midwest. Uh, what, what about Thunderbirds? How do you feel about that? real yeah yeah i think it's real uh yeah i oh man that it's uh i wish i knew more thunderbird lore but i really do think there's a lot of credible witnesses for thunderbirds um obviously large birds have existed in the past but Mm -hmm. there just seems to be again i hate to use this as an answer but like maybe maybe they're another creature that can go in and out from Mm -hmm. this dimension and that, you know? Or it's a ghost of giant birds that lived in the past. Yeah, or a ghost, yeah. (laughs) Giant ghost birds. Um, Well, you mentioned Chupacabra when we first started the the conversation. There's there's two separate Chupacabras in my mind. There's the Puerto Rican Chupacabra, and then there's the Texan-Mexican Chupacabra. 
Yeah. What are your thoughts? The yeah, the Texas. What do they call it? The terror hound, horror hound. I don't know. But terror, terror dog. dog like that, terror yeah. dog. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the terror dog thing. You're like now. No, it's not. It's it's strange. Like the Monster Quest episode with Ken Gerhard is like yeah. that presents the most interesting information about that stuff. But like, I just don't. And then the the stuff in Puerto Rico, like uh, that stuff is like legit, I think, in my opinion. And, and again, there's a historical basis for that, too. Going back to the 1970s, they call it the vampire of Mocha, you know. And that also occurred in Puerto Rico and similar situation. Livestock were dying, drained of blood, you know? Uh, And then I just don't know. I just don't understand it. I don't know what that could be. (laughs) That's a good answer. That's an acceptable answer for everything. Like, I don't know what that could be. Um, Let's see. What else? What am I missing, Laura? Loveland. Loveland Frogland. Dude, I don't, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. You don't know. (laughs) I mean, what do you think about it? Is an iguana a pet iguana that got too big? <laughs> I I honestly don't think say, anything right? happened with that at all, frankly. And you're you're talking to a guy who's got the Seymour's Loveland Frogman mask, Eli. If you can look over here, I've got that. <laughs> oh wow! But that, I brought that. Yeah, I got that from Corey and Renee when I was at Frogman Fest. Oh no, kidding! Yeah. I was, oh, I <laughs> I was in Ohio when that like the week before that happened and I found Mm. out about it and I almost said delay my flight I want to go check out the fest and then uh I'm gonna blame Seth here he was like nah dude don't worry about it and then I heard it was like the most (laughs) popping event ever and I was like yeah it was fun and Seth showed up yeah Seth showed up and he told you not to go yeah because I called him that day and I was like (laughs) I was like, so how do you think Frogman's doing? He's like, oh, dude, it's great. I'm here. And I'm like, why didn't you let me go? <laughs> Sounds about Mom. Right. No. Yeah. Mom. <laughs> he's, your, he's your cryptid dad. Um, what about see. the, the uh, Beast of Bray Road? Oh, yeah. Like werewolf. Oh, Dogman Dog is Man. definitely for sure real. And that is something. Uh, wait, are you guys frozen? No. No. Okay, I was I was worried. <laughs> um, Dogman for sure, I think is real, but I don't think it's a flesh and blood creature. Um, in it would have to. That, it, it can't be. Can't be flesh and blood. Yeah. And I don't even think it's like a, my Bigfoot answer, where it's going back and forth between dimensions. I legit think that it is like straight up just black magic. Like lots uh, of people have said that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's just. I think they're there sometimes. I don't think you're going to like, we're all going into the woods to find this thing. That's, that's yeah. not going to work, you know? It's, yeah. Well, yeah, if, if you believe any of it at all, at all, you have to understand that it can't exist as a flesh and blood creature. There's no way. But yeah, yeah that, that's, a, that's a solid answer. Um, let's see, what else? what else? What else is there, Laura? I'm completely blanking today. Um, what else? Fresno yeah. Nightcrawlers. Oh, yeah. Something in your, in your state. Fresno Walking Nightcrawlers. Heads. I, dude, I wish I knew more about those things. They, it looks fake, dude. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it does. It really does. Like, it's it's a bad security camera f- 
image like that's all it is yeah, yeah and the one from yosemite was a fake like it was cgi yeah. that's what i've heard yeah but you know, it's it's cool i like the idea and it's it's my wife's favorite cryptid like that was her gateway cryptid was yeah, the fresno yeah. nightcrawler it is for a <laughs> so, lot of people i feel they're yeah. a lot of fun yeah they're you, cute you sucked they're in by scary. the curious yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i think yeah let's let's go out on the fresno nightcrawler laura you had all your uh, okay. questions here yes all right eli i do some rapid fire questions okay so there are wrong answers to these there are not sure. wrong answers <laughs> Rick's just a diva. So a diva. Let's, let's get started. Do you consider a hot dog a sandwich? No. Why? Because it's not a sandwich. It's Is a it its dog. own thing? Yeah, it's its, it's own thing. It's a hot dog. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's correct. All right. Who was your first celebrity crush? Whoo, boy. Uh, I'll go with the first one I remember, Amelia Clark. Okay. Oh, okay. So early Game of Thrones action then. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's one before that, but I don't remember. Maybe it was Velma from uh, oh, uh Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo. What's that actress's name? That's hey, oh, that's uh isn't it like Laura Cam- or something? It's Lisa Can Campanelli? Camp- no, uh, something like that. Hang on. Let's something Google like this. That. Let's I be real unprofessional. Rick's gonna woman. Google it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's she was in uh, all the Marvel movies too. Oh, oh yeah, she's in Linda, Linda Cardellini. Linda Cardellini. Linda yeah, Cardellini. there you go. Yeah, yeah. That's, no, that's the one. That's solid. That's there solid. That's solid. That's solid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what is your favorite breakfast food? Um, probably just straight up eggs. How do you like them cooked? Always. Um, Always scrambled over easy oh yeah okay so here's a fun fact about me yeah when i was in la (laughs) after i worked at the movie theater i worked at a lego store for a little bit but it was only three months i hated it and then i left and i worked at a restaurant for about a year and it was called egg slut (laughs) (laughs) that's Rick's nickname (laughs) excellent yeah and so that got me into eggs like of all kinds so i love eggs i'm just a really big fan of eggs <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's solid um what world record do you think you have a shot at beating most hours spent researching bigfoot i don't know like that's good that's a good one maybe <laughs> who's counting that i don't know Guinness, apparently. You are. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guinness. <laughs> All right. So since you were a filmmaker, you are a filmmaker. What is your favorite movie to quote? Surf's up. Whoa. Did not expect that answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Check my Instagram story. There's a, there's a quote right now. It said, uh, uh, man, what, Rick's going to do it. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to pull this up. <laughs> pull it up. Cause it's my favorite <laughs> quote. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen surf's up. Uh, you're missing out what's, what's that about it's, surf, it's surfing penguin? penguins yeah it's, it's surfing okay that's penguins. what i thought it was the penguins shia labeouf is the main character yeah <laughs> um, your face just lights Real. up talking about it <laughs> that movie is awesome <laughs> that movie is so good uh, i'll have to watch it now <laughs> yeah uh, i might have to yeah what, what does he say they're like uh so what do you hold on let me just pull it up <laughs> <laughs> 
So what'd you do today? I talked about surfs up on a, a podcast yeah. about cryptids. <laughs> what's your dream? Yeah, yeah. What's your what's your dream? Uh to go away. <laughs> <laughs> or I say this line all the time. Oh, you're gonna be in a movie? Can I get in line now to not see it? <laughs> That's like Rick energy right there. That's good. I like that. Yeah. I, I might have to watch it now. We'll see what the Rotten Tomatoes score is first for me. <laughs> It's not good. It was Pam, but it's my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Toilet paper, over or under? Over. I would have physically fought you if you'd said under. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Who does under? That's weird. Psychopaths. My brother. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Last question. What was your last Google search? With safe search on. (laughs) My last Google search was, let's find out. Um, 25 foot tall Bigfoot, question mark? <laughs> oh, Han Solo Lego TIE Fighter. Okay. Oh, okay. I don't, I, You're like, I, that's not me. <laughs> uh, well, lately, here's the confession. I Lately, I have been getting into <laughs> Legos again. <laughs> Dude, so. I am. I will be forty in a few months. I have Kylo Ren's ship, the Tie Fighter, uh, Chicken Walker, AT, and at that Millennium Falcon. I've got so many Legos over here. I got the Razor Crest from Mandalorian. You're talking? Oh to, no way! So so Seth, sick. Oh yeah, Seth. When when we talked to Seth, uh, the Legos were behind me, and he got distracted by them. Dude, right. So look, I, I built Vader's Tie Fighter. The other there you day. go. That's like, awesome. It, thank you. I'm yeah. no longer ashamed. <laughs> no, you can, it's okay. So my wife, so every, for every Christmas, I get a Lego from my wife. She got me uh, the Ecto-1 for my birthday last year. It's gigantic. It was, it took like three weeks to put together. I've got the Batmobile, I've got the Batmobile from the Batman waiting to put together from her. So oh, dope. don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. We're welcoming here. We're not making yeah, fun of you. Absolutely. There's no, no gatekeeping. All are welcome. <laughs> right on. Yeah. But, so, Eli, uh, you're going to be at Monster Fest. Oh, yeah. 100%. I'll be there partying it up. Nice. All right. We're going to be there too. We'll be in the live podcast room and we do have a booth too. So, you got to make sure you come and say hi to us. Oh, mm-hmm. I will. Will, yeah. I be on, will I be on the show again if I do that? If you want to. Yeah. You're more yeah. than welcome. Oh, yeah. sick. Okay. Cool. So I'll tell you, pick out a weird news story and then you can read that if you want. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Have one prepped. You can show up. We'll be there for, <laughs> it's the 4.30 slot. So we're, we're the closing act following Astonishing Legends, Jeremiah from Bigfoot Society. And They're Jim just Arrow. openers for us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, and uh, I said this, I think when I, before air, but uh, Jasmine of Cryptid Campfire fame, We'll also be at Monster Fest, so I'll try to convince her to hop on as a guest. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. That would be fun. It's been so long since we've done an episode together. Yeah, that'd be fun. That would be cool. So, Eli, where can people find you online? You can find me anywhere. Yeah? We just got to Google your name? (laughs) Um, (laughs) You can uh, type in, like, on Instagram and Facebook are where I'm most active. That's at the Eli Watson. So that's T-H-E-E-L-I-W-A-T-S-O-N. Mm-hmm. 
you guys can check me out. I have that series, Mysteries and Monsters, going on on the Small Town Monsters YouTube channel. So you go to YouTube, type in Small Town Monsters. And I don't know when this episode's coming out, but next week, in a week from today, from recording, Mm -hmm. a new episode will be out. So it'll be like number one, boom, right there. Perfect. You'll see me and Matt Moneymaker hanging out, becoming (laughs) friends. Yeah. I just picture him screaming into your face the entire time. Like, that's the intensity (laughs) I expect from Moneymaker. Dude, dude, he's a riot, dude. I love that guy so much. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Rick, where can people find us? Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, uh, Truth Social, Mastodon, Parlor. Only fans, only feet. Farmers only. Big cartel. Big cartel. Redbubble. What else we got? Yeah. I think that's, that's about it. it. You can follow me on Instagram at Rick is a dork. Oh, you see all my cat pictures. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> uh, me and Tanya will be at the Hodag Festival, May 20th in Rhinelander, Wisconsin. And then me, Rick, Tanya, and Walter will be at Monster Fest. And that is in Canton, Ohio on June third yep and what else do we got going on uh squonkapalooza squonkapalooza squonkfest uh this august 26th in pennsylvania and then we'll be at the van meter festival in september in iowa so we got a lot of events going on that's like two cryptids rick didn't ask me about it isn't oh i ruined it what do you think of the squonk yeah fake That, yeah, I think we all, yeah, absolutely. What about Van Meter? Lumberjack lore, yeah. <laughs> Van Meter, possibly real. Pterodactyl with a flashlight on its forehead? I don't know, dude. Yeah. I don't know what that is. That's, <laughs> that's weird stuff. But yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I'll, Eli, I'll thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for being on the show. Yes. Thank you. This of has been course. fun. That's thank been you fun. for having me on. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see you at Monster Fest in June. Oh, yes. I will be there. (laughs) All right. Well, have a good night. Good night. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can find us on all the socials. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Subscribe and review our pod wherever you listen. We have merch on Redbubble and Big Cartel. See you later, creeps.